Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to The Drew Barrymore Show ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Hello, everyone. Rossi, are you you ready for round two of the Good News Brew? Ding, 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 ding. All right, first, Uproxx reports, Chance the Rapper tweeted his delight when a stranger on a plane got up so that his daughter could sit next to him. And who was that fabulous stranger? Well, it was the incredible Martin Short. Oh, Martin Short! There he is again! Wow! And And Chance is a huge Martin Short fan, and people asked Chance if Martin knew who he was, and Chance said definitely not, which made him even <laughs> way cooler. Way cooler, and what are the chances, Chance the Rapper, that it was Martin Short? There's nothing more uncomfortable or awkward when you're like traveling with someone and your seats aren't together, and you have to do the dance, like, would you mind if, is it okay if we do the, we that, right? And then if it's Martin Short, I'd be like, never mind, you're on your own, I'm sitting, well, I'm sitting in the back. Honestly, nothing's harder than when you have two screaming babies on a flight. Oh, that's I can harder. handle anything. I had two screaming babies, you know, because they're babies. Yeah. And they cry. Uh-huh. Um, and that those years, anything but that, because you just feel so bad. And it's so funny because you just don't want to disturb people and uh-huh. you've got these two little ones and they're, you know, wailing and moaning and their ears are hurting and you're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Yeah. So I'll ask anybody to move a seat anytime. Do you remember the other day that we had a story about people in an apartment building had a newborn baby so they like handed alcohol out to the neighbors? Yes. So what if he just stole the little cart with the little bottles and just sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> next time I have babies, that's what I'll, I'll do. <laughs> All right, stay tuned. All right, next up, the Washington Post has a different kind of air travel story. Lana... Holland from Scotland tweeted this pic from a plane. It sparked a huge debate. She said, quote, no chance is the guy next to me eating a full rack of ribs plus sides on this plane. The man next to her brought out 
ribs on a plane. Now, it's people, some people are criticizing him. Some people are calling him a hero. I, I wanna know, Drew, and then I have something to tell you about this. Well, I'll just tell you about this story. What? Okay, this is a true story. We got this news story this weekend. On Friday, I was flying for a weekend away with my husband. Yeah. Uh-huh, and the person, the man in front of me took out Tupperware and it was ribs. No! Yes! I, I wonder if he was inspired by this story because this is like a totally viral debate that people are having of like, is this so wrong or is it so right? In fact, we'll take a poll right here. Raise your hand if you think it's so right. Okay, about 20% of the 10%. <laughs> Raise your hands if you think it is so wrong. A lot more. Well, now I'm upset by you. Here's the deal. I thought about it when the guy took out the ribs. I looked at, before I had a thought, you know, you gotta process it. Cause I'm like, whoa, ribs, right? So I look at him and then I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I respect it. I respect it. I love people that bring a snack. I bring, I bring snacks to the, mic, to the, uh, the movie theater. I've admitted it, okay? <laughs> I bring berries and a Tupperware on a, what do you have? She got me. Oh, by the way. Drew Barrymore, listen, listen, if I was another kind of guy, I would propose to you right now. Do you understand? I know. Uh, you, know, you know, I, well, and you're married though. Okay, first yeah. I need to taste macaroni and cheese because, you know, it's macaroni and cheese, so. Okay. Okay. You know, it's. Does this, Drew, does this mean that you are in favor of ribs on a plane? Well, no, ribs on a plane. <laughs> 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 um, it's not snakes on a plane. No. It's ribs on a plane. Uh-huh. Um, you like uh, this or no? I, look at me trying to eat oh, it with a little plastic fruit, fork. This is so good. Okay, I'm gonna get oh, it these up. are so good. Oh, can I tell you what the guy did with the ribs on the, when he was mm. done? Mm. I had a problem with this. He ate the ribs on the plane. I'm on board. Good, good, good. Good for you. Then he licked his fingers. Oh, God, I just did that. Well, you're... You're here, but on a plane is different. You don't look well, good. also, I just wet wiped and anti-backed my whole hand, but I just, literally, Ross was like, you know what he did? He licked his finger, I was like this. <laughs> okay, these ribs are so good, I'm mad at them. Mm -hmm. Here's how, oh, God. I don't know, because I, after having the two crying babies for all those years, I felt so bad about encroaching on other people's experiences. However. Yes. You can't get food on a plane. Exactly. So bring a rib. Bring, <laughs> by the way, I brought a tuna sandwich and my friend got so mad at me. Well, you don't do that. Ribs are one thing, tuna's another thing. <laughs> tuna's a very invasive aroma. Ribs, everyone's excited. Ooh, ribs, you smell ribs? You open a can of tuna, people are like, what, what's going wasn't on in this place? It wasn't a can plane? of tuna, it was a tuna salad sandwich. Doesn't matter, you It know. wasn't salmon. <laughs> that, that smells, poof. You ever open like our broccoli? <laughs> so nasty. All right, you well, you know what? A fart noise. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I get why people might be upset if people bring food on planes. And yet, I'm like, you know what? The world is such a wild place right now. Whatever. Yeah, if you want ribs on a plane, go. Eat the whole rack. Go nuts. I got way bigger fish to fry. Uh, All right, Nick, are you scared of the metaverse and AI and robots taking you take this story? Okay, I'm going ahead. I'm going to take Thank this you, story. You're well. You keep chewing. Okay. All right, next up, are you guys scared of the metaverse, AI, and robots taking over civilization? Who is here? Raise your hand. Anyone scared of that? 
Well, if you're scared of it, strap in, because Gizmodo reports a new kissing device from China allows lovers to suck face from afar. Okay, I, I'm not gonna lie, I brought this story in. I was obsessed, <laughs> I found it in the New York Post. Yes, and I knew, I knew this is from you, I we, knew it. We called China, we did everything we could to get the actual device, we couldn't get it. Well, because it's weird, that's why. You have to see a picture of it. Okay, each partner installs an app that connects to a pair of silicone lips when each person kisses. Look at them, there they are. Their own, yeah. This is something you attach to your phone and then you make out across, I don't know, a city, a state, a continent, whatever. Uh-huh, and, and it actually feels like their lips, right? The, the kiss transfers the pressure that you are applying and puts that out through the other lips so that it's simulating your kissing. Okay, I have, I have some thoughts. Now listen, when I first met my husband, we are on different coasts and we dated long distance, okay? Mm -hmm. So I kinda understand. And I also have watched enough 90 Day Fiance to know that it's very difficult to be apart for a long time. But you know, it's a very slippery slope to go from some, just stop there. All right, who, just come on, bear it with me. I do it every day here. I bear my soul and walk home so embarrassed. <laughs> I do, I do. But you know what? <laughs> Embarrassment is a sign of like you showed it and you care. Yes. Who here would actually try this? Let's be honest with Joey, each other. there's a woman right there. <laughs> Sikkim, thank you. I love it. I am fascinated. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Ma'am, you raised your hand. <laughs> Hi, how are you? What is your name? I'm Drew. My name is Sarah. How are you? Hi, Sarah. Why did you raise your hand, may I ask? Because I'm in a long-distance relationship, and I thought it kind of worked out. I don't know. It could be kind of exciting. Mm -hmm. Not like that, but you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> you know, like, I'm, miss you too. Mm -hmm. Well, it starts kind of there, and then, <laughs> yeah. you know. And you're not thinking it through. I mean, this is like a room temperature set of plastic lips. You know what I mean? It's not exactly hot. I feel that. You feel I that, do. okay. You're still in. I'm in, I'm in 100%. I would experiment oh. with it 100%. I'll be the first one. You know what, Sarah, yeah. thank you so much. Of I course. so appreciate it. I, I like used to make out with my pillow, like oh. when I was younger. Did you and do this thing, like the? Sure, and, the, and a lot on the mirror too. You did. Yeah, I wasn't trying to make out with myself, but it was like I could see a human form and like no, I don't like I it. could suspend disbelief. It's too hard to Windex lip smackers off of the, you know what I mean? It just smears, it's not for me. I, I don't know, and by the way, if you have gone on like Reddit and seen what people are really up to in that old metaverse, these lips will seem real tame. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, here comes the future. <laughs> All right, and finally, the Good News Network reports B2U Energy Storage has saved thousands of electric car batteries from the landfill by sending them to the solar farm. That's right. Yeah, they're using those old batteries to capture and store renewable energy. And by the year 2030, experts predict there will be 145 million electric cars on the road, and that is a whole lot of batteries. So now we need geniuses like this who are thinking to reset, what do we do with them and how can that make the planet better? I love this story. I love it so much. Yeah. I brought this one in too, because one minute you're thinking about making out 
on, you know, lips that aren't the lover's lips. And the next minute you're thinking about how are we can save the planet. Mm -hmm. So I'm just saying these news stories do it for me. Yeah, maybe you can charge your lips on that battery. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a full circle moment. From your lips to God's ears. <laughs> My real lips too. And that's it for Drew's News. Up next, you get sad when you see someone's old coffee table sitting out in the curb all alone. Well, don't. Why not pick her up and take her home and give her a new makeover? One person's trash is another person's treasure. Well, I definitely believe that. As a thrifter and an antiquer and an upcycler, uh, it's important to me to have that mentality. And today we're upcycling a few real life street finds and stooping it. <laughs> Joining us is our resident design expert and Drew Crewer, my dear friend, Mikhail Welch. One piece of advice yes. for upcycling something you might find on the street. Okay, so here's the biggest thing. We both live in New York, but even outside, you want to make sure that you find pieces that are sturdy, most importantly, oh. but ones that don't have a lot of bugs in it. Like, nobody <laughs> wants a chair where you sit down and termites have taken over it. So you want to make sure that you find some sturdy pieces. That's most importantly. The other thing is, like, think about, like, the scale of a chair. Like, you see how we have these two different chairs here? Yeah. It's giving you, like, that Parisian-style feel. So try to find something that has the same height and width and that will help you out a long ways. All right, well you have three items here to show us with that you upcycled, what's up Correct, first? all right, so the first two things that you're gonna see are these two chairs right here. I love this so one. So the chairs, you know, you can tell they're a little bit different, but we sanded them down, we've given them new life and energy. Yes, yeah, so we sanded these down and we've given them new life and energy. I would not have thought to sand. Well, you definitely wanna sand it because that's gonna make sure that that grittiness like wipes off of the piece. I always use a cheesecloth because that's just gonna be the safest way. Hmm. And then once you wipe that off, you're easy to go with your paint. All right, and what's next? All right, so that's pretty much it with this area over here. Mm -hmm. This is like, again, giving you that Parisian type of feel, but- oh, so I, this is very shaker. It is very shaker, but I have something else over here where we've used a similar technique that I think you're going to like. Show me, Macau. Okay, so this coffee table right now, this looks like something that you can get in a high-end store. Yeah. I won't say the name, but there's one that is very, very popular out right now. So the great thing about this type of coffee table is you're able to sand it, like I said before, go ahead and use that cheesecloth. But once you do it, what I want you to do is actually paint the piece by hand. Don't spray paint, girl. Because if you try to spray paint, honey, it's gonna drip and dribble and it's gonna be a mess. I love it. It also has a more painterly feel. This has great architecture. It does. The bones on it are absolutely great. And the nice thing about using a darker color like black or this like kind of greenish black is it allows you to change things out seasonally, right? Like this looks cute now, but we could have hydrangeas, you know, we could, I mean, we could change it out seasonally and it'll look absolutely amazing. All right, well, we're gonna go to a quick commercial break and yeah. when we come back, more makeovers. Mikhail's gonna show us what he did to this dresser after this. It's insane, you have to see this. <laughs> like, wait until you see the dresser Mikhail Welch, and he's been showing us how to upcycle furniture from the streets of New York City. And Mikhail, the last item is 
actually from a viewer. I want to take a look at the video she sent us because this before and after. Who doesn't love a before and after? Right. Hold it. Hi everyone, my name is Hunter and I just recently graduated from college. As I'm excited to move into my very first apartment, I didn't realize how expensive furniture could be. So I've been seeing online that people have been getting stuff on their sidewalks and upcycling it. And the other day I found the most perfect dresser on the sidewalk near my apartment. So I grabbed it, but the only issue is I don't know where to begin. Drew Mikkel, can you please help me modernize my dresser? before. God, I love before and after. Why is it so satisfying? Now let's see it after. All right, Mikkel, walk us through what you did. Okay. So this is one of those pieces that's near and dear to my heart, just like yours, Hunter. My grandparents had a very, very similar dresser. So a lot of times it's not about like just stripping the whole thing apart and just painting over it. It's about restoring some of that old character, right? So this piece has a lot of like 1940s, 50s charm. So what we wanted to do here is to stain the actual drawers, but the outer surface of the piece we wanted to paint. And the most important thing when you're doing that is you want to make sure that you choose a stain that's not too red. If you mm. choose something that's too red, too it, warm. Can, right, it can go totally wrong. But you balance that off with going with like a navy blue paint that will just make it uh, really nice. I noticed that like navy and it's sort of a nice gray navy, not yes. too electric. Is that on trend right now, Mikhail? Absolutely, absolutely. Because these richer saturated tones are now coming back in and people aren't as afraid to use them anymore. I have to say too, like I'm getting a real piping feel for yes. the way that you approach the paint on this and I don't see that out there. That's very, like it's trim and piping. Yes. Very clever. And I'm glad you said that because like back in the day, they really paid attention to detail, how you caught onto the piping. The same thing here, each one of these little hinges uh, or I should say these keyholes. Those locked. They, they did at For one point. For all your unmentionable. <laughs> <laughs> but oftentimes, you know, these pieces here over time, the patina changes, you know, they begin to rust. But you can simply like give this an upgrade with just like a little baking soda. Oh. You use a little bit of vinegar oh. and some salt make a paste, mm -hmm. scrub it, and then it's restored back to its natural life. And we've given this piece, you know, a little mix and match from the past and the present. I love how you made it modern too with these knobs. Yes, with the knobs, with the knobs. Well, Hunter is actually in our audience. Hunter, what do you think? <laughs> I absolutely love it. I could not have done it better myself. So thank you so much. It's beautiful. Let me ask you a question. Would you have ever thought to do a piping or a trim like this? I don't even know those terms. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. I, I would not have thought of this. And I, I love all things design and I try to educate myself all the time. But there is things that professionals and brilliant minds like you, Mikkel, can bring into our world and expand our horizons beyond what we thought was possible. So Hunter, I hope this makes you happy and it honors you know, the tradition of the piece. No, it's beautiful. I love it so much. Thank you so much, Drew Mikkel. I really appreciate You're it. You're so welcome. Good. So I hope welcome. it has a very happy life with you. Mikkel, yes. I don't know. I don't ever want to know oh. what life would be like without you. And I love you. I love you too. Thank you, Mikkel. Quick and easy fashion fix that you can do with a simple hair tie. <gasps> All right. That's a Macaulay. We'll find out in a minute. I, I wonder if it's like.
wish your favorite pair of jeans had a little more wiggle room? Well, I've got just the trick from fashion maven and model, Christina Ziaz, roll the tape. I am so excited to show you one of my favorite maternity hacks. I am eight months pregnant right now, and I use this all the time. But to be totally honest, I used it even when I wasn't pregnant. So we can call it a maternity hack. We can also call it an after dinner hack. So all you need is a pair of pants, like what I'm wearing right now. They're a little tight and I could totally free up some space. So all you have to do is unbutton them like this. Take out a trusty little hair tie or rubber band, whatever you have will work. Loop it around your button like this, through the buttonhole like that, and then back around through the button. And oh, you can breathe again. You just gave yourself a couple extra inches and as long as you have a billowy top or a sweater or a jacket, no one's gonna know. Enjoy your dessert. Best hack ever. Thank you, Christina. And I want everybody to meet Juliana, who just got this brand new tattoo inspired by a short story I wrote. I'm so glad that you responded to the title. Thank you, Juliana. Well, we make this show for you and you and you and everybody who may be watching out there here at home on the go. So just take it with you because we made it all for you.